0: Hi, I'm Michael Feinstein and this is the Song Travels podcast. Each week on Song Travels, my guest and I share an hour of conversation and music. The Song Travels podcast features some of my favorite moments from the interview. To listen to full episodes online, visit npr.org and for more podcasts, subscribe at itunes.com/songtravels. Hi, I'm Michael Feinstein. My guest today defines the term icon of popular music, the one and only Johnny Mathis. He started out in the 50s with a string of hits, and his appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show made him a household name. As one of the last male vocalists to emerge before the rock era, his hits, including It's Not For Me To Say, Chances Are, and Misty, have truly stood the test of time and earned him two inductions into the Grammy Hall of Fame. His collection, Johnny's Greatest Hits, is one of the most popular albums of all time and spent an astounding 490 continuous weeks on the Billboard Top Albums chart. That's almost 10 years. After nearly 60 years of recording and performing, he continues his steady performance schedule today. Johnny, welcome to Song Travels. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. I I did all that. You did. So you're from Texas. You're from Gilmer, Texas.
1: Yeah, I had six brothers and sisters. My mom and dad and I... My mom and dad, I, I must you know, say that they were the gentlest, kindest, most wonderful people in the world. And they weren't just my mom and dad. They, they were my buddies, my good friends who really encouraged me to do whatever I wanted to because I was involved with a lot of athletics in the beginning of my uh, life. And uh, I was gung-ho. I wanted to be... Uh, a, great basketball player, track and field athlete. Um, and my dad was a singer, and he suggested that I could, if I wanted to, I could take some voice lessons. And, and so that's, that was the essence of what I did when I was a kid. I went to school and ran track and field, uh, played basketball, and took voice lessons. And that's about it. <laughs> That's what I remember of my childhood. And it was wonderful because I grew up in San Francisco, which was absolutely the, the greatest place that I could have been brought up, I think. Uh, music was everywhere.
0: And a, a haven for jazz, for jazz clubs.
1: A haven for jazz clubs. Uh, uh, who The lady uh, w- uh, who was one of the owners of a place called the Black Hawk became my business manager. She heard me sing... Uh, when I was about thirteen years old, uh, and she really, really uh, did everything she could to to get me started and get me on the right path, introducing me to a man by the name of George Avakian from Columbia Records, who famous, was, yeah, famous. George Bruce. was her cousin. So,
0: so, the first recording you made was a jazz recording. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it was a, uh, an album. George produced albums, uh, jazz albums for Columbia and he got the same extraordinary musicians who were making all these uh, marvelous uh, solo albums to, uh, to accompany me. How old were you? I was 19.
0: 19? Yeah. So can we hear something from your, your first recording of,
1: of, of jazz standards? <laughs> sure. I don't know whether it was standard or not, but it was, <laughs> a, it was a pretty song. It was called Autumn in Rome. Here it is, Autumn in Rome,
0: from uh, 19-year-old Johnny Mathis.
2: in Rome My heart remembers fountains where children played Gardens where dreams were made Autumn Enroll
0: That is Autumn in Rome, performed by our guest Johnny Mathis a few years ago (laughs) from a recording that was called Johnny Mathis, A New Sound and Popular Song, and it was your first recording. And you worked with Gil Evans and and John Lewis. You worked with these these greats. Had you worked with them already in San Francisco, or were you introduced to them in the studio?
1: I was absolutely uh, shiny, penny. I I had never done anything, and I had never met these musicians before. Of course, I knew who they were, and that made it a little bit uh, little bit more dicey because I was a little nervous, to say the least, yes. uh, being in the same uh, situation with them. But they were so kind to me. I can't reiterate it enough how kind these people were to me. So you had people who were mentors and
0: people who believed in you.
1: Yeah, and uh, in the beginning of my career, when I needed... Uh, a little attention and I needed a lot of guidance and strangely enough or and I'm not I hope I'm not being narrow-minded about this but they were all jazz musicians and I guess they were accustomed to experimentation in their music uh, not only were they my heroes musically but they were very kind to me and I was a you know I was absolutely hungry for knowledge and for, uh, I guess, for affection from the music world. It meant everything to me that these people uh, gave me their attention and also their encouragement. Your love of songs is something that I think is unique because you
0: know all kinds of music. You, you know uh a lot of early pop standards, a lot of things that a lot of other people don't know. And there's a song that was written by Marshall Bearer and Hugh Martin that's very obscure that you sang to me a cappella the first time that we, we talked about doing this this interview. And I, I would love it if, if we could perform it here in the studio. Sure, absolutely. It's called On Such a Night as This, and I now have the thrill of playing for our guest Johnny Mathis.
2: Such a night as this When Judy Garland swore I just adore him How can I ignore the boy next door On such a night Did Gershwin write his rhapsody On such a set Did young Jeanette sing Lover come back to me On such a night as this Did Robert Taylor sigh As Garbo gave a little cough And wandered off to die Lately I find I'm disinclined To reminisce Except perhaps On such a night
0: On Such a Night as This performed by Johnny Mathis with Yours Truly at the Piano. That song, it has all these allusions to an earlier time that is so nostalgic.
1: Yes, it's so cleverly written. And and of course, he's mentioning mentioning genres all over the place. And he's, he's mentioning these people as though... Everybody knows, of course, who they are, (laughs) and that's what's so wonderfully uh, delightful about songwriters.
0: You met many songwriters through the years, and one of the things that I so admire about you is that you really know songs. You know lyrics. You know lyrics of many songs that you've never sung, but uh, before we started this interview, I mentioned a very obscure Frank Lesh's song, and you started to spout of all the lyrics, which is dazzling. I don't even, I can't even remember all these words, so how easily do you retain lyrics and songs?
1: You know, I can't remember my, my golf score from <laughs> yesterday. I can't remember some of my friends' names, Though I can't recall them very, very easily. But, Michael, I think I remember almost every song I ever sang, even back to when I was recording four and five albums a year uh, and 12 songs on each one. And those are the ones that made the album because, you know, we usually did a lot extra just in case because you had a three-hour time period to to make uh, four songs.
0: Four songs in three hours, and, and it was live.
1: Time. So there was no... Uh, you know, not getting it. You had to get it. Even if you didn't get it, they released it. And uh, we were, um, we who recorded in those days uh, um, a lot of hits, a lot of misses, uh, but fortunately the uh, the hits were outnumbered the, the misses, so we're still hanging in there.
0: <laughs> did you have control if you want to say don't release that or... No. And did you have control of repertoire?
1: I was happy to be singing, and I was happy to have a contract, and most people in those days, I think, were. It might be different nowadays, I'm not sure, Uh, but I had a job, a wonderful Mm. job uh, that I loved. And so I was happy as a lark. I loved it. I loved everything I ever did, even the bad stuff. It was a learning process for me. Mm. Uh, But fortunately, people are very forgiving you know you make a lot of bad music but you make one really thing that stands out in their mind and they they love you and so I get a lot of chances to uh, correct myself.
0: (laughs) Well I'd like to play one of your earlier recordings uh, a song from Gypsy called Small World. I think that's a perfect record. Thank you. Here it is Small World by Julie Stein and Stephen Sondheim.
2: You're a stranger who's come here Come from another town Funny Funny. I'm a stranger myself here Small world
0: I love that, Johnny. I love that recording. Thank you. What role does music play in your life? Do you listen to a lot of music? Do you have it in the background when you drive... In other words, how pervasive is music in your world? Because I've met some musicians who perform, but then they don't listen or have much music going on otherwise because they want to have a break from it.
1: What is it like for you? I don't have any breaks. (laughs) I sing everywhere. All my friends sing, whether they can or not. Um, (laughs) It's so pervasive in my life, and it's never, ever not been there. There's always another song to learn, oh yeah, and and another smile to bring to a face, or another lyric to understand for the first time, which uh, is always a, a sort of a, a gift.
0: Well, I'd like to, uh, for the last song we do on the show, yeah. accompany you one more time—a song that that uh, that you chose that that I think is a great one. I think it was introduced by Dinah Shore originally, called like someone in love because to me you clearly seem like someone in love. Oh
1: bless your heart. Thank you. Here it is
2: Lately I find myself out gazing at stars Hearing guitars Like someone in Sometimes the things I do astound me, mostly whenever you're around me. Lately I seem to walk as though I had wings. I bump into things like someone in
0: love. You've been listening to the Song Travels podcast. To stream the full hour of this program, visit npr.org. And thank you for listening. I'm Michael Feinstein, host of Song Travels. You can find more information on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash song travels.